Welcome to the City View Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. My eyes were glued to the TV. It was just last night, and, and why were my eyes glued to the TV? Because my favorite team was about to make the play that was going to seal victory for the game. And, and as this play unfolds, and, and, and all my attention is straight ahead, I hear a voice over here to my left, and, and the words that I heard made my heart sink. The words said, Dad, you missed it. And, and, and as I look over, I look to my three daughters who were, who were playing with a jump rope over here in the, in the living room. And, and, and one of them had just successfully accomplished the, the daredevil crisscross move with the jump rope. And, but, but because my eyes were over here, my, my attention was over here, my presence was here. I, I missed the moment. It might not have seemed like a big moment, but it was, it was big to her. I'm sure I can speak for everyone in the room in, in that we have all missed moments in our lives. Maybe they were big moments. Maybe they were little moments. But they were important moments. Why? Because every single moment matters. Every single moment is, is important. L- let's look at these four truths about moments. Just, just to wrap our, our minds around the importance of moments. First one is that moments are fleeting. Moments happen in, in a flash. My daughter did a crisscross with her jump rope, and it, it was over in less than a second. And, and, if, and if my attention wasn't there, I, I missed it. Moments are fleeting. Secondly, moments never repeat. You might think they do, but they don't quite. You can capture it later on and, and watch it, but it's just not the same as being in the moment. They are so unique. They do not repeat themselves. Thirdly, moments are full of opportunity. And if you miss the moment, you miss the opportunity. Fourth, moments strung together make up our life. Not a moment, not ten, not even a hundred, but millions and millions of moments strung together make up our life. Moments are so important. And and I don't want us to miss a single moment this December. I don't want us to, to, to be January 1st, 2020, we look back at the month of December and we think, I missed way too many moments. I don't want us to hear those words, Dad, you missed it. I want us today to make a decision to be present in the moment. You see, we're starting a, a, a brand new series today called Christmas Present, and of course, it's not the kind of present that's tangible that you can hold, that you can unwrap, although it is a gift. Being present is a gift that you can give away, a, a gift that you can receive, and it's important for us to be present. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about what exactly that looks like, especially in the month of December. Today, we're talking about what does it look like to be present in the moment, Why is that important? How can we do it? And why and how does that fit into us, me, you, becoming the people that God wants us to be? Because the truth is, God has has so many amazing moments in store for us. But the choice is on on us. Will Will we be there or will we be somewhere else? No matter where you're at today with with your faith, with God, I hope that that you will learn something new today, and I hope that you will experience the transforming love of our God. Let's pray. 
Lord Jesus, thank you for being with us here today. Thank you for being a God of the moments that you, you never miss a single one. You are always present. Help us to be those kind of people, the kind of people that you want us to be. Thank you, Lord, for your church, this, this church here, City View, and the, and, and the hundreds of other churches around the valley. God, I pray that you would be pleased with our worship, pleased with your, your word being spoken, and pleased with us as we slowly, one day at a time, become the kind of people you want us to be. Speak to us today, Lord, through your word. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Let's pause right there. We're in Luke chapter 2. I encourage you to, to join with us on, on the City View app if you have that downloaded where you can follow the notes for today and follow the Bible passages where you got your Bible. Go ahead and get that out or a Bible app. We're in Luke chapter 2 in the first several verses. There's a census going on. Just like we're going to experience here in the United States, we're going to have a census for 2020 to find out who we are, how many of us there are, and what, what kind of people are we in this country for all different purposes. In, in the same way, thousands of years ago, they held this census. And here's the deal with the census. You had to go where you were born. Go ahead and raise your hand if you were born in Arizona. Okay, so you guys could all stay put. Raise your hand if you were born out of state. Time for a road trip. You're going somewhere else. For me, I'd be going to Illinois where I was born. I'd take my family there and we'd register and do all these things. That's, that's what Joseph and Mary are about to do. They're, they're, they're on their way to where Joseph was from and they're, they're going to make this, this trip then from, from Nazareth to Bethlehem, which is about 70 to 90 miles away depending on, on how you go. But, but remember, there's no cars. Remember, Mary is pregnant. Re remember the, the, the struggles and the, and the unpaved roads. This was a long trip of several days to get from one place to another. You can imagine the journey. You can imagine the fears, the uncertainties, and, and just the adventure of it all. And yet, and yet God is there with them in the moment. You, you could say with every step that they took, it was a step of faith because they had no idea what they were stepping into. You ever felt like that where, where you know God was, was pointing you in a direction and was asking you to do something, but he had no details. It's like you had, you had one piece of the puzzle. You didn't have the box. So you don't know what the, the final picture was going to look like. You just knew the next piece, and you, you just put that piece down one, one step at a time. If you're there today, let me tell you that God is faithful, and he's going to give you a piece every time you need it, and you can step out knowing that he will never leave you or forsake you. Let, let's, let's continue in this, in this journey with with Joseph and Mary, and see where this all ends up. Verse 6, while they were there, now down in Bethlehem, that the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be, what? Afraid. Do not be afraid. I, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. and This will be a sign to you. 
You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. There are so many great moments in the story. The moment of the angel, do not be afraid, and then the, the heavenly hosts appeared and, and sing this praise song to God, and, and, and these stranger shepherds enter the room where, or, or, or gather wherever Mary and Joseph were, and they just had this baby, and, and, and all that's going on, so many great moments. Moments are all about right here and, and, and right now. Here's what I want you to know. We have a, a right here, right now God that wants us to be right here right now, people. God wants us to be present in the moments that he has crafted and prepared for us. Being present in the, in the moment, it matters. So here's what we need to do is we need to, we need to release three things. We're going to follow this example that, that Mary put, put forth for us. So she released these things and we're going to be challenged today to do the same thing so that we can be prepared this month to be present in all the right moments that God has for us. Because being present in the moment it matters. Catch this, 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 this illustration, this snapshot of being present in the moment here in, in, in verse 19. It says, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Well, that was easy, right? Because it was a silent night. It was a holy night, right? The songs are always right. We, gotta, we have a, a, a picture of that night. This was taken on the, the oldest recorded camera on history record, and we have the privilege of seeing it first here today at City View, the silent night, the holy night. Now, I don't doubt any of its holiness, but I certainly doubt some of the silentness of it. Why? This guy on the left's playing some music. We got animals everywhere. We got people. We have a baby, and if you have a baby, you know what babies do. They oftentimes make noise, even baby Jesus. So th- this was certainly not a silent night. How on earth could Mary be present in this moment? Well, let's just let's try to simulate. You know, we, we can't unfortunately bring the smells or the tastes here to this room, but we can certainly bring some of the sounds. So every... um. Every so often, several times a year, we bring in the kids, and we have what we call a family service, and it's awesome, it's special, and, and, and you know, because parents, you're always wanting to play with the toys, but you're not really allowed to, so these toys and activities are for you kids, and I, I'd like some uh, participation from you guys, if you can, help me out. We got some animals going on in this picture, and I'm sure there were animals there because of the manger, which was just a feeding trough with hay, and I want you to choose one of your loudest, most annoying barnyard animal, and I want you to make that noise when I count to three. And we're doing this just to, to help us understand what, what, kind of a, what kind of a silent holy night this really was 2,000 years ago. You got your animal? And if you're a big kid, you can join us too if you want. And we're going to make that noise in the count of three. You ready? One, two, three. 
Uh, we're going to do that one more time because I think we can bring some more gusto. Okay, one, two, three. Because, you know, cr like, roosters just do that all day, even at night. How on earth does she stay present in that moment? How did, amongst all the chaos, all the noise, all the uncertainty, she had no idea what the next day was going to bring. Shepherds that she didn't know were coming to see her baby. They were not on the visitation list. They were not stopped by the hospital staff outside. So, so, no, sorry, only immediate families allowed. You're going to have to do your thing outside. No, everyone came. There were no gifts yet because the wise men weren't there yet. This was a terrible day to have a baby. Unless you saw God's plan, unless you were present in the moment, unless you knew what God was doing and you refused to be distracted from the amazing moment he was crafting that was going to change the world forever. You see, Mary released three things. The first thing that she did, the first thing that she released in order to be present in the moment, she released her fear. She released her fear. Now, there's all different kinds of fears, so I, I want to I define what fears are. There, there's some things that you just, I'm, I'm, I'm fearful of that, and I just know it. I'm not talking about, you know, being fearful of roller coasters. I have a fear of cobras because I had a life and death situation with one years ago, so they're just, they're always on my fear list. I'm not talking about those kind of fears. I'm talking about the kind of fears that uh, involve things you don't know yet what's going to happen. Let's, let's just define this, this kind of fear. It's being something that's bad or unpleasant that you're afraid might. Say might. It might happen. It's something bad or unpleasant that you're afraid might happen. Now, there's all kinds of these fears that could have been going around in Mary's head. What's going to happen tomorrow? What, 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 if, what if I mess up as a mom of, of Jesus that's supposed to take the sins of the world? How, how, do, I, how do I live up to these expectations? What, what, what kind of dad is, is Joseph going to be? Where are we going to spend the next night? Where are we going to raise this child? When do we go back to Nazareth? There's all these fears, all these anxieties, all these worries that are going on in her head, and yet she released them. You see, there's this command, this one of the most common commands in the entire Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, and it's do not be afraid. Four words, do not be afraid. We might not have looked at it before as a command, but it is. God's saying, I'm God, and if I am God, I'm in control. I know the, the past, the present, and the future. Your life is just a little dot to me, and, and I know it all. I know the picture of the puzzle box. I know what it looks like. I know what I'm doing. I'm giving you one piece at a time. I know where you're you're going. I'm God. Let me be God. So do not be afraid. You see how that command makes sense? When we look at God as God and we look at us as, as us, as people, as his sons and daughters that he loves so much, that's how we cannot be afraid. That's how Mary could release her fear to God. And that's exactly what she did because there's no other way she could have handled this pressure. She would have run off. She would have begged God to, to choose somebody else. Let somebody else have, have, have your son be the savior of the world, God, because I, I can't handle this. No, she released her fear. and We're going we're gonna to see that proved in, in, as we continue the story. She had maybe a 30-second conversation with an angel that said, you're pregnant. It's going to be a boy. His name's going to be Jesus, and he's going to be awesome. But she released her fear so that she could stay present in the moments that God 
had prepared for her. Let's look at this, this converse, part of this conversation, Luke chapter 1, verse 28. Go ahead and go back a, a couple page, pages or scrolls of your, of your phone there. Luke chapter 1, verse 28. I'm sorry, 29. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and, oh no, I'm sorry, 28. I was right. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. This is the angel talking to Mary. He just pops out of nowhere and, and in this moment changes her life forever. Verse 29, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and it will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Wow. And she stayed there in that moment. And, and even with all the fears trying to distract her, she, she released them to God so that she could become the person that God wanted her to be. That's exactly what you and I need to do today is we need to release our fear. What, what I want you to do is imagine a fear that you have, something that, that's bad or unpleasant that you're afraid might happen, and I want you to imagine it's just floating there in front of you, kind of mocking you and taunting you like our fears do. And, and then I, I want you to imagine it's actually tangible, and you can reach out and grab it. Go ahead and do that. There's particip participation points here that count on your final record. So let's do this together. Go and grab that, go and grab that fear. There you go. You got it? Don't let go of it. It's going to try to squirm out. This is something that you're afraid of. It's a, it's a relationship that you're afraid of what might happen. It's a tomorrow. You're afraid of what might happen. It's a bill that you're afraid might not get paid. It's a present that you're afraid you might not be able to afford. It's a two, 2020 that you really just aren't looking forward to because there's so many unknowns. It's a fear that you have. And I want you to ask yourself, who's bigger, my, my fear or my God? Who's bigger right now? Now, uh, uh, we have a big God, uh, a God that we cannot grasp in our hand. And so the answer is obvious, but maybe today for the first time you've been faced with that question, who's bigger, my fear or my God? And our answer is a resounding, our God is bigger. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. And you know what God wants us to do with that fear? He wants to handle it for us. He wants us to release it. And so right now, I just want you to release, release that fear to him. And you might be saying right now, that was way too simplistic. And you know what? You're right. But you know what? Sim simple things are how things start to become great. It, the, 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 the process has got to start somewhere. And maybe today is the first time that you made a decision to release that fear, to say God is bigger. And you know what? You're going to need people around you, one, one, of, one of our our, our, part of our mission here is that, that we want to help you belong in community. You need to tell somebody else today, join the community that we are at City View. Tell someone else today that fear that you release because you're going to need help with that. Tell us how we can pray for you. Fill out the Connect card and tell us how we can pray so that you can continue to release that fear because it's not a one and done process. That's something you need to release every single day. But let today be the first day that you release that fear to God so you can start walking away from it, walking away from the distraction that has been in your life so you can be present in the moment that God has 
for you. You got to release your fear. Secondly, Mary released her will. Mary released her will. What, what, what do you mean will? Well, let's, let's define that word. It's what someone wants to happen. It's what you want. It's what you want. Your, your will is, is what you want. It's, it's your way. It's your expectations. It's your plan. And Mary had to release that will. She had a way. She was human. She, she had expectations. She had, she had a picture of maybe how her, her life was to go. But in a split moment, this angel and this news and this God, it, it, he changed everything. Who knows that, that, she, that she wanted to be pregnant then? Who knows that she wanted a son? Who knows if she liked the name Jesus or not? Might a reminder of some annoying kid of her childhood that was like on the list of, I will never name my son Jesus. She had her way. She had her, her will. But she released it so that she could stay in the moments that God had for her. Let's, let's, let's look at this. In, in Luke, this verse is so powerful. Luke chapter 1, verse 38. So after, after this, this conversation with the angel, after this news that, that dropped down on her that it was so big, she says this, verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Such an amazing picture of, of, of hearing from God and saying, okay, I'm in. What would your life look like if when you read God's word, when you heard God's word, instead of, instead of fighting it with your will, you fell right in line? Because we have our ways, we have our will, we have our wants, we have the things that we want to see happen. Uh, a phrase that I hear over and over is this phrase, yeah, but... And it's, it's this idea that, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to do this. Yeah, I hear the truth, but I'm going to go my way. And, and, and if we're not careful, we can, yeah, but the Bible. Yeah, yeah I, God's word, I know what you're saying about relationships, and I know what it, uh, I'm, but I'm going to go this way, even though I know it's dishonoring to you. Yeah, I know, God, what, what you say about finances and, and being crazy generous and all, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I want with my money. Yeah, God, I know what you say about priorities and filling up my, my, my week's schedule with things that, that glorify and please you, but I'm going to do what I want Sunday through Saturday. And if I have time for you at the end, maybe I'll give you my leftovers. It's so easy to follow our way instead of God's way, our will instead of his will. But what we need to do with our will is, is like we did with the fear. We need to release it. We need to release our, our will. What, 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 how, do we, how do we do that? It's, again, on a, on a daily basis saying, God, may, may, maybe your will be done in my life, not mine. God, I, w- I want what you want for my life, not, not, not what I want. Because as, as we just recently learned in, in the previous series, Soul Cycle, we learned that only God can give us our heart's desires. And when we go after what we want, it never, ever satisfies. Trust me, when you, when you release your fear, when you release your will, you will be prepared to stay present in the moments that God has created for you to do amazing things. Thirdly and lastly, Mary released her praise. Mary released her praise. 
What, what exactly is praise? Just to make sure we're all on the same page. Praise is a, is a, is a simple thing, and we actually do it more often than we think. It's expressing a strong approval or admiration of someone or something, especially in public. It's kind of like, it's kind of like worship. But, but we often don't praise something until something good has come out of it. You know, it's kind of like praising your team when they're getting destroyed on, on the field. Or, it's, or it's, it's praising your kid when they've just disobeyed or disappointed you for the tenth time that minute. It, it, it's, it's, it seems kind of strange to, to praise something before something great has happened. And yet that is exactly what Mary did. Here she hears these words from the angels. She goes and, and visits Elizabeth. And just and later in the, in the chapter, we, we see her we see her singing a song. The Bible oftentimes is like a, a musical. All of a sudden, they just burst into song. That's so one way they use, they're, they're used to praising God and, and worshiping him. It's, it's amazing. And even before everything's ironed out, even before she really knows anything about what's going on, because she released her fear, because she released her will, she's able to release her praise. She's not drowning in anxiety, in the what-ifs, in the, in the yeah-buts, I want my way. She's looking to God and saying, you deserve the praise. Let's read part of her song here, Luke chapter 1, verse 46 to 50. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices to God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. You see, we have a faithful God, a faithful God that we can release our fear to and our will to, and so he deserves our praise. That's what we must do. We must release our praise to God. But if you're going to wait for all your struggles and all your challenges to, 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 get, to get removed in order to praise, you'll never start praising God. Even in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the noises and, and the distractions, in the midst of your schedule and the what-ifs, praise Him because He, he deserves it. Praise Him because, because He is God. Praise Him because it is one of the reasons why you were created. Praising God is, is one of the very reasons why you exist. And when you live according to your purpose, amazing things happen. And so often, those moments are far and few between where we're actually doing what we're called to do, what we've been created to do. Take this hammer for example. This hammer is, is, is an amazing invention, and I'm extremely thankful for it, but only when I use it according to its purpose. You see, this hammer has been created to drive a nail through, to, and, when, and when you hit it just right, when you, when, you, when you get the nail just on the head, it, it, feels, it feels right. It feels good because you're using something for, for its purpose. But, but when that hammer hits your thumb, it hurts so bad. 
Because it was never intended to do that. It was never in, intended to, to cause you pain. It was, it was never intended to, to hurt or hit yourself. You have not been created to praise yourself or lift up yourself. That's why it doesn't work. That's why those who, who are, are so full of themselves and are so praising themselves end up in the darkest places. Because they're not doing what they've been created to do. We have been created to exalt and praise the Lord Most High. And when we do so, great and amazing things happen. You might be wondering, well, how, how, do, I, how do I praise? What, what are some ways I can do so? I'm glad you asked. One thing you can do is you can come to church. How, how, about, how about coming to church every single Sunday this month? Except December 29th, which we have as a, a family at home Sunday after Christmas. But... How about, how about coming December 8th, December 15th, December 22nd? Why? Because it gives you opportunities to do what you've been created to do, and that's praise. How about at the end of each day, praise God for being in control, even when your day was terrible. When you see something awesome God has created, praise Him for that. Another way to praise Him is instead of complaining about the people around us, praise God for the people in your life that were fearfully and wonderfully made in His image need more, how about read a psalm every single day in December to help give, your, give you words for your praise. Release your praise. Um, imagine the, the moments that, that God has for you this month. Imagine the moments he has, he's ordained and crafted for you to spend time with him. Moments with your family, moments with your friends, moments of, of giving, moments of receiving, moments of praising, mo- moments, moments alone. Or in, in silence or Sabbath, like we talked about last week. There are amazing moments that God has for you this month, but if you don't release your fear or release your will or, or you're praising the wrong things or you're praising yourself, you're going to miss those moments. You're going to hear time and time again, Dad, you missed it. It's gone, it's fleeting, it's never to be repeated. You miss the opportunity, and when you miss, moments in your life, you're missing life. We all have different amount of moments left in our lives, but let's decide today, I don't want to miss another one of them. See, God is a a right here, right now God. He wants us to be right here, right now people. He wants us to release our fear and our will and our praise to Him. Because He's the only one that can handle our fear. He's the only one that said, I'll I'll walk with you through it. He's the only one that, that has the right way to go. He's the only one that can give us our heart's desires. And He's the only one that deserves our praise. Philippians chapter 2 says this of our Jesus. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a, a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor. And gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory 
of God the Father. There might be some people here in this room that need to release their life to Jesus because he's the only one that died on the cross for you. He's the only one that's made a way for you. He's he's the only way for salvation. He's the only one that can take you from a dark and and destructive and depressed place and and put your feet upon the rock and and shine his light on you and give you hope and, and, and give you new life. And if you're ready today to release your life to Jesus, then then I just encourage you to repeat some words after me as we pray in just a moment. Let's make the decision today to be present in the moment. The moments that matter to him. Because being present in the moment, it matters. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for, for being our God for being so big, for being so good. And and God, I I pray that if there's anyone here in this room that is ready to release their life to you, that you would hear their words now as, as they pray after me. If that's you, just repeat these words after me because God is listening. Lord God, I release my life to you. I don't want to live in fear anymore. I don't want to be hopeless anymore. I don't want to be purposeless anymore. Lord, I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. I want to stop going my way, and I want to start going your way. God, I release my life to you now my fear and my will and my praise. Thank you for loving me and thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Thank you for joining us today. For up-to-date series information, find us on social media at CityViewPHX or go to cityviewphx.com.